welcome to another episode of Turnstiles and Tribulations. Chris is here with me yet again. We're going to discuss the Europa League game, Arsenal back in Europe after just a just a small break, back in Europe and playing FC Zurich. How's it going, Chris? You good? We're back, baby. That's what Ramsdale <laughs> said, wasn't it, on the effort? <laughs> I don't know, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, there's a, um, a Europa League kind of advert that uh, I guess BT have been playing and it's come up on a couple of other channels and it's Ramsdale <laughs> sort of turning around, looking at the camera and going, we're back, baby. <laughs> Which, uh, if it was any other team, I'd be a little bit sort of embarrassed about it, but um, it's actually quite fun. <laughs> I like that. No, I haven't seen it, so I'll, uh, I'll look that up after. But indeed, we are we are back, um, and it's nice to be back. I must admit, it, it is really good to be back in European competition and to care about that a bit. Maybe, uh, maybe a competition that we could really do well in this year, but we'll we'll see. It's only the first game, so um, let's kind of get to talking about it. Obviously, the Arsenal travelled onto the continent to play FC Zurich. Uh, we didn't even play them at their own stadium. We had to play them uh, a little ways away because uh, their home stadium was hosting a Diamond League Athletics meet, I, I hear. So um, different stadium for the fans to go to and a different team for the fans to watch. Shall we kind of jump into that team selection and uh, who we had, who we didn't have and, and what your thoughts were on that? Yeah, a lot a lot of changes um, obviously, we've got some injuries at the moment, which meant that Smith Rowe couldn't be there. But um, we finally got a chance to see uh, Fabio Vieira from the start, Marquinhos, Turner, um, and uh, Tierney and, and Tomiyasu back in the side. So lots of changes. Nice to freshen things up. Um, and really good to see these new players finally on the pitch from the start to see what they can do because it's been a few weeks now and we've been really waiting to see Vieira and um, the anticipation has been building um, but now he's fit enough it's good that he's he's getting a run out and we can see whether he's going to be our saviour or not. Isn't it just really nice to see the name Vieira on an Arsenal team sheet again? <laughs> yeah, is it that nostalgia coming back? Minus the excitement I've got for this Vieira, it's just like you look at it and you're just like, oh, it just it just hits you right in the in the good places um, where we care about Arsenal. Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, many many different uh, players in this team, and I, I'm really pleased we got to see it. I was surprised that we kept a couple of the players in, like a Gabriel, like a Xhaka, um, but I understand why. I assume that we went into this game. Just wanting to make sure you get that first win. You want to uh, make sure you get those three points on the board and, and go from there. You start with a loss and obviously that wouldn't be good. But um, yeah, I liked the team setup. I liked the team shape. I liked what we were doing. I liked who we got to see. And uh, yeah, I mean, the game kind of, for me, started possibly sloppy would be how I would describe those first 10, 10 15 from both sides wasn't particularly a pretty start to the game, but we started to settle and we started to push Zurich back a fair bit um, and we hit our rhythm. What were you thinking kind of after those 15 minutes and we then started to click into gear? Are you thinking, right, this game we need to score, you know, 
three, four goals, really impress ourselves uh, upon the opposition and really lay down a marker. What did you think was going to happen? I think this Europa League group stage is all about getting the wins early. So it's about getting, what is it, probably four wins we're going to need out of the six to, to be top of the group. Getting those four wins in the first four games, making sure that we can rest and rotate for the, the last two and there's no pressure on us when it comes to the qualifying stage. So for me, it's all about resulting these ones. And the the luxury we had in this game is Zurich are awful at the moment. I didn't realise how bad they are, but they've obviously had some turnover over the summer, lost their manager, uh, lost their best player, the, the Italian winger who's uh, coming to the Premier League, I think. I can't remember his name now. Um, but they've had a, a, a tough time of it. They haven't won a game in the league. So I was thinking if we can get an early goal or two, that it could be an absolute route for us and there'll be players on that pitch you really want to impress and the fringe players for Arsenal will want to stand up and show what they can do and prove to Arteta that they should be playing a little bit more in the league. So I was thinking 15 minutes in, we've got control, we've got the rhythm and this could be a high-scoring game. Uh, it didn't quite go that way, but we definitely made a lot of chances uh, and the the sort of football we played was very similar to what we've seen in the league. So even with different personnel, we're still having a similar effect and maybe it's the sharpness of these players, these fringe fringe players, that let us down a little bit in the final third and, and didn't get us the goals that we probably deserved. But control of the game was there, exactly what we've seen so far from this team. Yeah, I agree. The... Um... There are so many things that we have seen already from this team, winning the ball high up, the stealing the ball when the opposition are trying to start a transition and doing it without you know, giving away a foul, things like that. The way that we pressed, the way that we moved, all of that was stuff that we have seen this season and we're becoming accustomed to. And we were doing pretty well, but like you say, I think wastefulness in front of goal possibly from people who haven't started a game yet or have maybe only come on as a sub, but a little bit even, you could say, Gabby Martinelli, there were a couple of half chances that maybe just at least get them on target. Um, I don't think there was a particular one that I thought, oh, we should have scored that, but certainly one or two that I thought, you know, keep that down, get it on target and, um, and trouble the keeper. I mean, we had 18 shots in the game and eight of them on target. I think one of the things for me that stood out was the fact that we conceded 10 attempts from Zurich. Um, they didn't have as many on target, only 40%. But there was a couple of chances that they had that I'm sure Arteta will be pretty mad about. I think um, my whole feeling on the game was it was quite a weird one in a way. It was a game that we managed reasonably well and we also played pretty well. Uh, but I don't think Arteta's going to be happy. I think in, internally he's going to be saying, we should have done better, we shouldn't have conceded a goal, we should have scored more, and I think he's going to be a bit upset with some of the aspects like loose positioning that led to a couple of the Zurich attempts. You know, someone like Tierney, who's a bit further up the pitch, there was, there was one particular chance in the second half where he popped up on the right wing, and we lost the ball from there, they then break down our left where Tierney isn't. 
Tierney, funnily enough, is the one who ends up making the block in the in the middle of the box, come at the end of the move. Um, but yeah, things like being out of position, a few passes not going as well as they should. I mean, we've seen Arteta get upset with uh, players in training from the all or nothing when they don't get their passes where they should and how angry he is just about it in any time. So he won't have been too pleased about that. And possibly, even though we saw all of these good things that we've been doing, like the press, winning the ball high up, the movement, I think it was maybe our lowest performance of the season in a strange way. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm a bit conflicted with it. That's not to say we played badly. I just think we played well enough to beat that opposition, but that's the lowest we've seen ourselves play this season so far. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I can I can see where you're coming from. I think the way I look at it is a lot of these players are our second string. And although we've got some good depth and we like these players individually, putting them all on the pitch together maybe has a, a detrimental effect to the way that we play. And like you were saying about we saw the same sort of patterns and movements that we've seen from other players. I thought Enketia played very similar to the way that Gabriel Jesus has been playing for us, but you can tell the quality's not quite there. And that's just a, a fact of life. You're never going to have players who are of the same quality as your first team. Um, the same with Tierney playing sort of this this internal role around central midfield in the right positions, but the difference when Zinchenko came on um, for the last sort of 15, 20 minutes is huge because he's much more comfortable playing that position. He understands it and he's a better, technically he's a better player. Mm. Um, so it just felt to me like because these players aren't of the level of our first 11, that standard is not going to be as high and it's not going to be as efficient and it's not going to be as ruthless when it needs to be. But I did like the fact that we created a lot of, a lot of chances um, what was your thinking or what was your feeling on the debutants? So Turner's first game or f- first start for us, Marquinhos obviously on on the wing, and then Fabio Vieira who played you know twenty minutes the other day. But those three, what was your feeling on them on their performances in the game? Individually, I think they all had good games. There was no issue with anything that any of them did. Um, I think Turner was pretty quiet for the most part. All he all he had to deal with was, you know, attempt to save a penalty. Um, there was one header about the 90th minute that was straight at him, so you'd want him to save that. But I don't really remember him having to make any real goal-saving saves. You know, everything was either close or right at him. Um, I thought that Fabio Vieira looked very good. I really enjoyed watching him and especially after the little taster we got on Sunday, I was very keen to see him. And I was trying to apply the thought about what different positions he could take up for us off of this performance. I did feel, though, that this was quite a um, an Erdegaard performance from him, that being in the middle, playing those passes, uh, some dribbles and carries the ball, uh, but definitely trying to be that creative outlet. It would be interesting to see 
if he changes, should he be deputising or covering for Saka in a game or something like that? Um, We didn't quite get to see him unleash as many shots as he did even in the United game. But, uh, you know, that'll come. And for Marquinhos, I thought the young lad had an outstanding debut for the Arsenal. Um, A goal and an assist uh, on debut is just superb. And you saw what that goal meant to him. And I nearly got emotional just seeing his (laughs) reaction. Genuinely, I, I was... I stood up and, you know, yeah, like cheering. And and then you're watching how he's nearly like bursting into tears of happiness. And I was just like, oh, Marquinhos, don't do it to me. <laughs> it, genuinely, because we, we all want to be him. Who Anybody who listens to this show, anybody who supports Arsenal, um, wants to score that goal for Arsenal, right? And, and what a goal it was. And Vieira is a big part of that with a, a really nice, he manages to duck in between two um, Zurich players and play a, a very direct through ball for um, for Nketiah. Like if that wasn't the perfect pressing of triangle on FIFA to lay that ball into Nketiah, then, then nothing is. Uh, Nketiah then did really well to outrun the defender, get past him and to not be selfish you know, he, he wants to score goals. He wants to, you know, throw his hat in the ring for starting in the Premier League. But he looked up and saw that Marquinhos had made this great run all the way from one box to the other, lays it across, and Marquinhos scores a, a lovely finish, an absolutely brilliant goal um, to announce himself to us. And and so, yeah, I think all of the debutants did well. But Marquinhos is going to be singled out for for the big praise because of that goal contribution, and obviously later on an assist. We'll but we'll come to that in a bit. So uh, yeah, I mean, were you jumping up and down in the living room watching the uh, watching the first goal for Marquinhos? What what were you doing? Were you nearly brought to tears? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I was crying with him. I I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was absolutely brilliant to to sort of take responsibility in the game and to create so many chances like he did, I thought was fantastic. The The thing I like about him is not just his confidence on the ball, because he's he's obviously somebody who, who likes his, himself in a 1v1 and trusts himself to go past the player. But it was the fact that he would go both ways and he tried to beat people on the outside, but he also came in and he's able to play that sort of lifted curved ball over to the back post um, for Nketiah uh, in in the second goal. But he tried that in the first half as well. I think he put one across and Martinelli should have probably scored or should have had a header on target from it. But he he seems like a real prospect and he seems like a player who's, even against this limited opposition, feels like a player who can have some sort of impact for us this season and be a rotation option. It doesn't always have to be that Saka's going to be playing 90 minutes every week in the league, even from this um, short sort of spell against Zurich. I feel like Marquinhos can have an impact from, for us this season. Um, not starting every game, of course, but uh, he feels like a player who's got the strength and the confidence and the ability to play Premier League football. So I'm really excited about seeing more of him 
I wonder if he'll be saved until the cup competitions kick in, though. I feel that that might be the case that maybe he starts, you know, FA Cup third round and Saka's there off the bench if we need it more than Marquinhos starts in a game, for example, against Everton on the weekend. Um, we'll see. Happy to be proved wrong. But, but yeah, just, just excited. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm drawing on a terrible memory. But didn't Martinelli score on his Europa League debut as well? Yeah, feels like and that. I could be, like I right. could be wrong. So, for anyone who's listening that absolutely knows that I'm talking rubbish, apologies. Wasn't it header near post? I feel like he certainly broke out, and it might have even been against um, Frankfurt. That's what it's feeling to me. I'll have to look it up. Um, but again, you know, you you see what kind of a player Martinelli is blossoming into now, and how important for us. And he was. Although, as I mentioned a bit earlier, maybe a little bit wasteful, should have at least got a couple of his opportunities on target. He was a consistent thorn in the side of Zurich. So much energy coming inside when needed, being out on the wing and making the runs from you know end to end. Um, so if Marquinhos can be anything like that already this season, then happy days. Um, that would be very, very welcome because I think we're all aware we wanted to add a little something in that department and we didn't get it done in the transfer window. I'm sure that there's reasons. Unfortunately, there's no Amazon documentary this season to show us why, but uh, we all know it's not that simple. So, yeah, we're we're winding up and we're playing well. Zurich um, aren't really troubling us, but they do get down the other end. They do get a corner and the ball comes in. Actually, I must admit that corner that was taken, the ball was a beauty into the six yard area, right into the melee of people. And I think Turner does get a hand to kind of punch it away. And then it's a bit of a, a bad header in not really clearing it. Yeah. And Eddie and Katia steps up to uh, absolutely hoof the, the Zurich player. And do you know what? I don't actually have a problem with that. This might sound funny, but I much prefer giving away a penalty that is an absolute stonewall penalty than having a five-minute VAR check on something. At least at least he really made sure, like, we're not going to need the referees on this one. This is a penalty. Woo. And it's just, he must not have known he was there because he just goes to clear it and he just cleans out the Zurich players. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what you thought uh, personally about that, but I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, he's got, I think he's got no idea that someone's coming from behind him. He's about to lever the ball, you know, clear it up the, up the line, isn't he? Or clear it up the pitch. And yeah, this, this guy comes out of nowhere and he, and he kicks through him. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't even, he didn't say a word to the referee, did he? It was sort nah. of a look up in the sky, like, oh, for fuck's sake, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and, you, and you just saw him just walking away, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know. and and I can live with that because there's no there's no grey area with that. That's a penalty. Right, let's let's, let's see what happens. Um, I thought here we go, Matt Turner. Now is he gonna gonna throw his hat in the ring for man of the match and save this penalty? Uh, unfortunately, not. The, uh, the Zurich player does do the right thing, sends in the wrong way. Um, Crazy, I think. I've probably gotten the pronunciation wrong for that. Yeah. 
it's probably wrong. It might be lovely, but it's probably wrong. But uh, yeah, he, he tucks it away into the bottom left. And we don't really have time to react. We have been a team that has reacted quite quickly to goals this season. We didn't really have the time. It was just before half time. We, uh, we go in one all at the break. And you could see from Arteta's face, you know, he, he's not going to be happy. And that's where what I was saying earlier, like it's a weird one because we played pretty well and we dominated the game. But I don't think it's a game where Arteta's going to be happy that we only did that. I think he would have wanted a lot more. Um, so the players may have heard about it a little bit at half time. Yeah. We we come out. Um we you know, we're going through half time and something happened that was probably took uh, many people by surprise uh and just kind of feels very strange. I just want to mention obviously the BT Sport presenter comes on and, and lets everybody know that the Queen has has passed away and then the start of the second half has a, a moment of silence um for that obviously. And for me, certainly, it all just felt kind of uh, surreal and sad. And we we then kind of just crack on with this game of football. And I felt that we picked up where we left off in many ways. We were controlling the game. We were doing well. Um, but it did just feel a, a little bit strange for a little while. But then you kind of just get back into the groove of the football and, uh, and away we went, I guess. Um, the second half, for me, well, no, sorry, I'm not going to say for me, for you, what what are you thinking there? Are you thinking, right, we're going to come out of the traps, we're going to score two, three, four, and really put this game to bed? Or did you expect to see a lot of what we'd seen in the first half? A little bit like last uh, record, when we, when we spoke on the pod last time, I was speaking about the psychology of teams, and I think when when you're a team like Zurich and you're having a terrible time of things at domestic level, you come to play Arsenal who are going to be one of the strongest teams in the tournament and you manage to get a goal from a penalty out of nowhere before half time, that must inspire you to, can we shut up shop? Can we get a point from this? Or can we push on and maybe get a second? And you probably feel like you're, you're growing into the game a little bit. So I thought it was going to be tough for us. I thought they'd sit back, make it really difficult, yeah. shut off all the space, you know, close all the gaps and, and continue to make it hard for us to make opportunities. But we came out with a stronger impetus than we had in the first half, I thought, and we, we created even more chances. We looked really lively and we moved the ball, I think, a little bit quicker than we did in the first half. Um, one of the one of the people who helped us a lot in that, and I, I feel like I've given him. I'm going to give him a little nickname, Tommy Two Touch. Tommy Two Touch. Tommy, Tommy Tommy Asu doesn't mess about. He gets the ball, controls it, and he moves it on somebody in a more attacking position. Yeah. And there's a lot of players that we've had over the last few years who want to take two, three, four, have have a look up. Granit Xhaka has been one of those players for a long time. Don't want to move the ball on quickly. But Tommy Asu playing in that right-sided centre defender, also wing-back, you know, that sort of part of the pitch. I'd love to know how many times he just took a touch, controlled it, moved it on to Marquinhos. 
took mm-hmm. the touch, controlled it, move it onto Vieira. He's not somebody who wants the glory. He's not somebody who's trying to do anything that he can't do. He's just a, a really intelligent player. And I thought his movement of the ball really helped us a lot in that second half. And it helped us create some chances and it helped us open them up a little bit more. Um, so, you know, from the, from the start of that second half, it felt like we would get a goal. But it was just a, a matter of being patient and, and probing and, and finding the right opportunity. I like that you mentioned that, actually, because I think that possibly went a little under the radar with me, as solid as I thought he was. Um, you know, maybe you're right, I'm not giving enough credit as to just how no-nonsense he is and moving the ball on. I've, I'm pretty sure I've said it before, even in one of the previous pods already, someone that I've always loved and think is very underappreciated from our history is Gilberto Silva for that exact same thing getting the ball and immediately giving it to someone who's in a better, more attacking position. Um, And hopefully that is something that Sambi can grow into. Um, I did think watching him that he played a lot of lateral passes. He he didn't try and play any line-breaking passes really in this game, which I was a bit disappointed. I kind of hoped that he could have a, an even stronger showing uh, on the ball in this game. It didn't didn't quite happen, but uh, yeah, that Tomiyasu was uh, was solid, and we we end up obviously with that uh, release up the right hand side, and Marquinhos cuts inside into the uh, inside channel just a little bit, and with an absolutely beautifully deft left footed curling chip towards the back post just lays it on a plate for Enketia. That is an absolute dream ball to receive if you're someone that can head the ball. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not yeah. strong on your head, if that was coming for me, even being tall, I've never been good at that. Um, and Enketia, I thought, uh, managed to move off the player well, off the defender. And for me, it was very deliberate. That header down, really yeah. tough for a keeper to then get a hand down or flick a leg out. And a fantastic goal, a really fantastic goal. And I was I was pleased for Eddie as well because obviously giving the penalty away, he would have felt frustrated. We've seen when mistakes have been made by players that it's all about supporting them. And Arteta's very big on that, as we've seen, that, you know, you make a mistake, now you support them. Gabriel made a mistake earlier in the season. He atoned for it with a goal. Now Enketia has done the same thing. If this could be a, a, a feeling, a revive, that if you make a mess up, you then fix it. I think that's that's great. Um, so at this point, with that assist happening after what was already a very nice performance and goal, how far up the Ballon d'Or list is Marquinhos compared to Saliba? <laughs> well, they're one and two, aren't they? We've just got to see <laughs> who else is going to... Out and get that third place. You know, <laughs> is it going to be Turner? Is it going to be something special and uh, get onto that list? No, I mean, Marquinhos is so good. Um, that that pass is it's one we've seen Saka play, right? Um, mm-hmm. Cutting inside, lofting it over, and like you say, the, the movement and the header from Enketia is fantastic. Um, moving forward, then five or six minutes later, we get the triple change. The triple change. triple change games in a row but this time he brings on obviously some experience um, and some first teamers in Zinchenko 
Odegaard and Saka. Are you thinking at this point, this team drives on and gets more goals from here? Or is it just a case of giving these guys a little bit of action midweek to keep them sharp for, for the weekend? Yeah, the... The Arteta substitutions are something that have been debated amongst fans since, you know, his first game. And especially after the weekend's result and how people felt that changed the game. For me, my initial thing was, as they were coming on, this is to save some of the players that have played because they're not going to do 90 minutes. Um, I think that is obvious. Someone like Katie will still be managed for a little while yet because he is somewhat fragile. Uh, I was surprised that Tommy Asu didn't come off. So that maybe tells us that he's in a better place physically, which is great. Um, and yeah, we, I think Vieira as well, still that's just, this is his preseason. This is him building fitness. So uh, that one didn't surprise me either. And in terms of when they came on, I think it did set us back a bit. It, it is that re-familiarizing ourselves. We're still so early into this campaign. I think people need to remember that, that some of these players still haven't yet played together in a competitive match or experienced the, um, oh, how can I, how can I put it? When you're facing a certain um, kind of time in a match in a period, whether it's you're under the cosh or whether you're in the ascendancy or whether you're dominating, the all of these players haven't experienced all of these different things together yet. And it did take a little bit of uh, time to adjust to the new personnel. I think Saka lost the ball once or twice early on, on, when he came on. Um, and again, nothing bad. I'm not having a go at him or anything like that. And I'm not having a go at the team. It's just we're still so very early with what is this whole group needs to do. It's all very well that we've got a starting 11 and one or two that can come on in the league and do something now with European football. And if we want to be a team that can genuinely go forward and challenge, we need to have 20 players that can all mesh together quite nicely and quite well. So we're still in the uh, beginning phases of that. We did lose a little bit on of our grip on the game, but only for a short, short while. Um, Saka was able to make some nice runs um, and then obviously Gabby Jesus came on shortly after as well and for Enketia. I think uh, I think the substitutions were fine because we won the game I think that's probably the best way to put it yeah. if we'd have uh, if we'd have suffered and if Zurich had scored I think people would be pulling up those substitutions a little bit more. But like I say, I think that most of them, um, or certainly, like I say, the Tierney and Vieira ones, are necessary because we're managing minutes. Yeah. So it's um, it's job done, isn't it? It's, it's three points in that first game. The other game in our group, PSV drew 1-1 with Bodo Glint. Um, so that probably helps us. It doesn't certainly doesn't do any harm. And we go... We we play PSV next, right? Next week, so it's a it's a quick turnaround. It is, it is. Obviously, we've got a game on Sunday now, and it, this is something that these players have got to get into. You know, it's we've had that year off from European competition. We just need a little bit of a holiday, which is fine. And um, we've now got to cope with the demands of 
playing twice a week, more weeks than not, especially with the way that all of the matches are, are being built up because of the World Cup interruption and there's an international break coming up. Why we need an international break right now, I have no idea, but there's one coming. So, um, yeah, first win on the board in the, in the group. Uh, the team played well, some outstanding individual performances, really happy. But like I say, I've got this weird feeling that Arteta's probably on that plane already watching the game back on his laptop, being like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have done this. And I need them to fix that, which is great because that is what's going to push us on, you know, when we get to later in the competition or bigger games in the Premier League. Hopefully it's that attitude that drives you to succeed and to exceed people's expectations. So uh, I'm not against that. One funny side note, I don't know if you picked it up while watching, that just during the first half, uh, Arsenal had the ball, we're on the halfway line, and Gabriel just played a, a lateral ball across, uh, possibly to Tommy Asu, maybe to Marquinhos, um, or even Sambi on the right side. And you just heard Arteta shout, Gabby! And Gabriel turns around and looks, and then he says something else. It's one word. I don't know what it was. It was, uh, I'm not 100% sure which language, maybe Portuguese. And uh, and then the ball comes back to Gabby, and then the next three passes that he plays within the next minute are all forward. Not, not one sideways ball at all. So uh, even things like that, right, that we kind of at times switched into just a little bit of this sideways motion Sambi was guilty of it quite a few times as well and Arteta's like you know no absolutely stamping that out straight away passing forward you've got to move the ball forward so um, yeah really excited to see kind of how we uh, crack on from here sit top of the league at the moment and we obviously want to stay there we've got Everton visiting the Emirates so uh, any thoughts as we kind of come up to to that I, I, I hope I haven't jinxed us by slating Frank Lampard two or three <laughs> weeks in a row uh, but I'm going to do it again now well you I, did it with United you, I told yeah. you not. I told you don't stick the boot in and you were like nope Give me the microphone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a right old go at them, and then look what they did. <laughs> I think that Everton are going to be Everton with our full strength eleven is going to be easier than the Zurich game. Um, at home, I think we will blow them away. Um, I think he'll really want to get a reaction from the players after the last league game, uh, and I, I think the little rest midweek but a few minutes of action will keep them nice and sharp and we'll go out there and blow them away. I'm hoping that, like I said, from the short glimpse we've had so far of Vieira and Marquinhos, that they can be an option to freshen things up maybe later into the into the game and, and keep our intensity and our tempo up. And as fans, I think we've seen enough in that one game that we can probably trust them to, to get involved and to play. Um, the interesting thing will be middle of the park because Xhaka and Sambi have, have played a lot of minutes in, in the last week and they're going to have to play again because we don't have too many options there. Um, do you think there'll be any 
changes you think anybody could have put themselves into the manager's thinking? Do you think that we'll see any sort of changes possibly at the back? Uh, I'm not sure. And that's a good question just in general, because as we mentioned, Tommy Asu did play the full game. And so Ben White didn't come on and play for him. But Ben White's someone who I felt that so far this season had a really strong campaign in that position. There has been, I think Saliba maybe didn't have his best game, for example, against United, but it's been solid throughout. Some people are questioning Gabriel at the minute. And, you know, there's been a couple of iffy moments. There was even one in this game where he played a back pass to Turner and Turner got dispossessed and, and Zurich hit the post in the first half. I think that was only like 15 or so minutes in. Uh, and that is something that he's done already once this season with the whole mess up against Fulham. Some people are asking, do we change our back four? Is is Gabriel, you know, going to be someone that gets dropped for Ben White and Saliba in the middle and Tomiyasu fits in? Will KT take his place over Zinchenko? And maybe with the gaps that we've got in midfield, does Zinchenko move into the midfield and, and do a job there? I've even heard some people, because don't forget Ben White played in that holding role uh, when he was on loan at Leeds. And that was where he caught um, Arteta's eye. I remember him mentioning it in the um, in the All or Nothing that it was at Leeds that that's where Ben White caught his eye. So I, I think that we've got the manoeuvrability within the squad as more players come back fit. Again, someone else that there's rumours of is that Party is going to be back in training, but again, we need to manage him with kid gloves and he he shouldn't be anywhere near uh, starting a game because of his injury record. He Even if it has been a minor one, clearly there's issues there so we need to protect him uh, and I'd rather see that we just gently get him through training. We don't even include him in the match day squad because, I mean, look at Smith Rowe. He was in the match day squad. He came on for a little bit at the end and has tweaked something in the warm down after the game. So uh, with Tottenham on the horizon before the international break, I would want to make sure that maybe Partey is fully ready for that. So it will be interesting to see what we do. But I think from what we have seen of Arteta over his entire tenure is he's not one to go too crazy. I think he will continue to put the minutes into Sambi and Xhaka's legs at the moment. Xhaka has been an exemplary player for us in terms of fitness. And Sambi's young. He's he's going to have the energy. I'm sure they'll do uh, a, a recovery sessions tomorrow and uh, and switch focus to Everton. So I think at this stage of the season, they'll be fine. If we were maybe in March, it's a bit of a different story because there have been a lot of minutes in these players' legs. But I think for now, the team kind of will be the same as it was on the weekend. It'll be interesting to see if... KT or Zinchenko plays. I do think Ben White starts over Tommy Asu still, who will still be managed back after his injury. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, we'll see what happens later on in the game with subs. Do we get to see Vieira again? Does Marquinhos even make it onto the pitch? We'll, we'll see. Um, but uh, we're in a good spot. We're in a really good spot right now. And um, fingers crossed we can do what you say and blow Everton away. Yeah, hopefully so. I, th- I think you're right with um, with the players you've mentioned there. I think the selection will be exactly as you've said. 
Tommy Asu maybe getting some more minutes off the bench, but um, Ben White to start certainly for the moment. But it's nice to have some competition for places. The uh, only other player that we didn't mention actually too much in the uh, game analysis there was Martinelli. Um, mm-hmm. he, I thought we, he played really well. He was getting in behind quite a lot. I think he had the most shots in the game, so he, he had quite a big influence. Uh, another another full game and a lot of football for him. Um, obviously, if Smith Rowe was fit, there'd be a, a change that we could possibly make there and, and rotate him a little bit. But uh, again, I wonder whether maybe that's a position that we can rotate in this weekend a little bit. Maybe not from the start, but off the bench. If if Vieira was to come on, maybe Saka goes to the left and then Vieira goes to the right or something like that, just to make sure we don't overdo it with him, um, because he, he, you know, he has had little injury issues in in the past couple of seasons, and we do want to be careful with these guys when they're when they're young. But um, yeah, long may it continue. We're we're in the right place. We're getting results, and and that's what matters. Absolutely. Um, that's about it in terms of what I've got for today's game, for where we are in Europa League now and um, even looking ahead to Sunday. Was there anything else that you wanted to bring up at all? Like, I suppose as we we have switched a little towards looking to Sunday, have you got any big fancy, uh, fancy Premier League team changes on your mind? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll leave the fancy stuff for another couple of days. What I will say <laughs> is uh, Sunday there's also the... Uh, Arsenal women's team starting their league season um, so they've got a big game away at Man City um, hopefully they can do as well as us at the start of the season and, and get some wins under their belt cruelly um, beaten by Chelsea um, at the end of the season last year but um, fingers crossed to them I know they've made a couple of signings and we led for most of it yeah yeah tough tough one for them to take but um, hopefully with the positivity around the, the women's game and the fact we've got the England captain and England's best scorer at the moment that team will will go and do do as proud as I'm, I'm sure they will yeah absolutely and uh, also having someone like Vivian Miedemar who you know continued to pledge herself towards us uh, the back end of the women's season because there was talk that maybe she would be off so I, I think the same thing hopefully the girls can start really really well um, I did read already that um, we'll be playing Tottenham whenever that game comes up um, for the women at the Emirates and has already broken sales records for tickets. Yeah. Fingers crossed the women's game can really blow up this year and hopefully Arsenal can be uh, be on top of the par once, once that draws to an end. Fantastic, mate. Yeah, I think that just about wraps up everything I've got to say. Um, another, another good week and a weekend ahead that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, there's some uh, good games coming up. I, in terms of my fantasy football thinking, I'm not sure. I think I'll wait to make sure that people have made it through Europe unscathed. Uh, don't forget, as part of what I had done last week with my changes, I have left nearly three million in my bank to uh, to make improvements should I see fit. So it's kind of three million that's burning a hole in my pocket right now, and it, it just makes me want to spend it. But um, We'll see. We'll see how we go. Last week was a, a middling week for most managers in uh, in the fantasy league. We'll see what happens with this week and, uh, and where we all end up.
Well, thanks again, everybody, for being here and for tuning in and for listening to Chris and I talk about football. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on all of our social media. Our, our social media links are in the show notes. Please do subscribe to us. Please do like us. Uh, and please do share us with other people that you think would want to listen in to uh, our football talk as well as uh, the Arsenal talk as well. So we're really pleased that you're all here and sticking with us. Um, Chris, is there anything you want to finish up by saying? No, I think you've done us justice there with the um, with the link out, the outro. Um, let's just try and push this Tommy Two Touch name because... <laughs> I thought of it earlier and, and I'm I'm really happy with it. I had a big smile on my face when I thought of it and I couldn't wait to, to bring it up today. So, um, yeah, tell me two-touch. Watch how many times he takes two-touch to move the ball on. Legend. Okay. We should get some T-shirts made up. We do need some merch. There you go. There's the first one yeah, to have. That could be the first one. All right. Well, have a good, uh, a good rest of your day, everyone that's tuned in, and we'll be back soon with another episode after the Everton game. Bye-bye.